1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6. Now it had, had happened as they were coming home, when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women had come out of all the city of cities of of all the cities, all the cities, all the cities, somebody say all the cities, all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slayed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Then Saul was very angry. <laughs> Saul was very angry and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David 10,000s and to me, they have ascribed only thousands. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for the word of the Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in this auditorium. We thank you for what you're doing through streaming. God, millions and millions of people are in a position to where they can do more, but they can't do more without the anointing. So, Father, we give you the, all the glory, honor, and praise for where you have positioned us because you have positioned us for increase. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. To go ahead and take your seats. This is part three of my message, anointed for there, anointed for there. Now, for many of us, and I've been in the church for a really long time, and I've been pastoring for 25 years. And anytime you hear the word anointing, you always equate it to church. When you hear the word anointed or anointing, you always equate it to church. But when I read this particular scripture, it had nothing to do with church. This is an eye opener. We always equate the anointing to church. What this particular scripture is saying that they're coming from the battle of the Philistines. They're not coming from church. They're not singing in church. They came from all the cities of Israel. They're not singing in church. They're singing about a victory that took place. And when you start really understanding the anointing, you'll stop minimizing it down to teaching, preaching. You'll stop minimizing it down to playing instruments and singing. Because what I found out, there's a lot that happens in the church and very little that happens outside the church. Well, if the anointing shows up in the church, the anointing is showing up for what you will do outside of the church. So I want to walk you through some things and I'm going to help you a whole lot. Because my messages are always to align us with what God is, is saying. In my 8 o'clock meeting this morning, I told him, I always listen to my messages while I'm preaching it. Why? Because it gives me direction. My makeup, I'm an apostle in my DNA. I have a, a prophetic way of hearing and teaching the word. So most of my messages are not just teaching. They're prophetic. They're saying, this is what's about to happen. So what I do, I use that to, to direct me to where God wants me to be and what he wants me to do so that I can have effectiveness at doing that. Well, as you can see, I've not been a failure. It's because I've always 
listened to the messages and postured myself accordingly. So everything I preach is about advancement. And I only serve those who are attracted to the anointing that's on my life. So those who are not attracted to the anointing on my life don't eat good from my table. But those who are attracted to the anointing on my life, if they eat, they will do very well. Because the same anointing that I'm using to do what I do is the same anointing will bless your life and the same word that will bless your life. So as we're talking about the anointing, which is an empowerment, I, I was watching um, the Alabama game in Arkansas on yesterday. I do watch a little bit of football. I watch Alabama. So I'm watching the game and I noticed that um, certain players had this certain uniqueness about them that when they touched the ball, something happened. So you can possibly equate that. That's not in church. That's on a football field. You can possibly equate that to them having certain types of anointing on their lives that when they touch the ball, stuff started to happen. Okay. The anointing operates like this. You can give several people in a, a position or an opportunity, but only those who have an anointing on their life will take it, run with it and do something absolutely amazing with it. So God gave me 23 people down at a borrowed building on main street in Pinson. And the anointing came on my life. When the anointing came on my life, I said, I'm going to do something with this. I only have 23. I don't have a band. I don't have decent singers. I had not for, for years. I didn't have decent singers for years. I didn't for years. I didn't have a decent band for years. We've done tracks for years. We played CDs for years. So I don't take it lightly what we have now, but what we had then the anointing came on it and the anointing began to expand it. If the anointing comes on me, it's going to come on whatever I have stewardship over. So when the anointing shows up, things begin to change. I want to get you more accustomed to the anointing and, and not let it be just a church thing. Because when I go out, I do well as well. Because I'm only touching what I'm anointed to do. Okay? So anything that I'm not anointed or appointed to do, I'm not going to do it. So you don't have to worry about me being busy with things that I'm not anointed to do. I'll find somebody who is anointed for it and give them that assignment. But I am not going to touch what I am not anointed to do. I'm not empowered to do. I'm not supported by heaven to do. The reason I pastor this church, can't nobody do it better than I can do it. You want to know why? Because I'm anointed to do it. When that anointing lifts, I'll give somebody else the job. Because I'm anointed for that. So as we are talking about the anointing, I want you to understand that there's a certain anointing or grace or empowerment or Holy Spirit that comes on you to do certain things. So just because we're talking about the anointing and you're sitting there and that's not what you do, then uh, you're alienating yourself away from the anointing. So here, here it is. If I'm anointed, I need anointed administration. If I'm anointed, I need anointed singers. If I'm anointed, I need anointed psalmist. I need, you have to, if you, if you alienate yourself, you're going to be functioning partial in this season of my life. I'm looking for the anointing. I'm not trying to fill a position. I'm looking for the anointing. You, you know, you, people can say, well, they take uh, great pictures. It's, it's because a certain anointing comes on you and your mind begins to operate a certain way so that you get a certain angle. Because everybody's mind doesn't operate that way. So when I look at scripture, my mind operates a certain way because there's a certain anointing on my life that causes me to think in ways the average preacher doesn't think. You understand what I'm saying? 
So when the anointing comes on you, like what we're talking about, the anointing hits the house, it's going to function in different ways. It's going to function based on the grace of God on your life and the gifting on your life. So some of you, because of certain anointing, you'll get creative ideas about business while I'm preaching when the anointing shows up. That's why it's so important for the anointing to show up because when the anointing shows up, it gives insight about things that people, somebody may have came into this room, somebody may be streaming, was struggling with an idea and then the anointing shows up and they say, aha, everybody's not shouting about a car in the house. Some people are shouting about an idea that they've been struggling with and they just needed the anointing to show up in order for that thing to work. So this, this anointing that's showing up in this season of our lives is what I want to talk about because this is an unusual anointing that's showing up. In order to bring restoration even to the church, you got to have a certain anointing because COVID has been out there. We're, we are, we're not uh, half capacity because uh, we would do it multiple services. So this number of people, even though it's a larger number than most of you are accustomed to, is still not, it's not according to what we were once doing. So there has to be a certain anointing that comes after the pandemic that was not uh, an anointing that was there prior to the pandemic because we have to work harder. And if you got to work harder, you need an anointing to do it. You got to be a thinker. See, the pandemic stopped us from just, just shouting and falling out. You had to be a thinker. You got to think about what's going across your streaming. You got to think about your lighting. You got to think about everything. Why? And it takes a certain anointing to do that because everybody's not coming to have church with you anymore. So I'm going to walk you through. Can, can I take my time? You'll want this when I'm done. I promise you, you'll want this by the time I'm done. So I'm going to take you through a few points. And these are things, some of the things I, I kept writing even after I sent my points in this point. I think I sent them in about 630 this morning. Didn't mean to wake y'all up, but I had them uh, yesterday. Uh, here, uh, I am being trained in the area of my anointing. I am being trained in the area of my anointing. What are you being trained for? If you're being trained and it's not the area of your anointing, why are you in that training? Because you're not going to, you're not going to be at your best if you're being trained for something that God has not anointed you for. Okay. So, so many people want to do so many different things, but you got to find out what you are anointed for and then get training. Now the downfall of many churches is that they have an anointing, but they have no training. If you know you're anointed in that certain area, your next step is training. I've subjected myself to training. Usually I'll run out here right behind the fast song and take you through the roof. But training says, you may not need to do that because you need to talk people through. So everybody doesn't get the same thing when you're up talking. Everybody doesn't get the same thing when you're ministering. Everybody doesn't get the same thing when you're worshiping. So you have to make sure that everybody benefits. So if all I do is get anointed, I find out I'm anointed in church and then I get no training. I'm going to be like anything else. And there's so many people in the world who were gifted, but had no training. So they never maximized the potential of the anointing that was on their lives. The anointing is not 
for attention, but to, to achieve success and success brings more attention. A lot of people want attention. Don't go after attention first because you're not going to always get positive attention. When you start getting attention, you're going to have good attention and you're going to have bad attention. And if your anointing is not working and you get, you attract negative attention to yourself, you're going to have a horrible life. Okay. So it's not for attention. It's to give a person success at what they're doing. And success always brings attention. Just become successful and see how many people you attract. You're going to attract a number of people if you're successful. So whatever you're succeeding at is automatically going to attract people. You don't have to try. It's going to attract people. Y'all still with me? Where the anointing is resting will be obvious in this season. Where the anointing is resting not visiting. You can't have a visiting anointing in this season. Where the anointing is resting, resting, resting. Where the anointing is resting, is still on you on Monday. It's still on you on Tuesday. See, some of y'all got a lot of major business decisions to make. And you can't make them speaking in tongues. So the anointing has to be on you when you go and make that next decision. On a Monday or Tuesday. Or are you going to make a bad decision? Okay. You, you, are you hearing me? So you, you need this anointing. That we are, make you accustomed to. Or familiar with on a Sunday. You need it on Monday. On Monday. Uh, I'll sign a major contract. On Monday. So I need the anointing. That I'm familiar with today. To sign that contract on Monday. You see what I'm saying? I'm not shouting over it. I'm not speaking in tongues over it. I need the anointing on my life in order to handle that contract. See, you need the anointing because you, you, you're going to do more than church. And that's your problem. You think a little shouting fix everything. That is not the truth. A little shouting, I gave, I gave the Lord my time. No, God needs more than your time. He needs to rest on your life. It's going to be very obvious where he's been resting. Because you're going to do some stuff that other people are not doing because he's resting. Okay. All right. See, many of you come and sit, but what do you do? You come and sit on a Sunday and a Wednesday, but what do you do? What you do is what you need the anointing on. You become familiar with it. You become inspired by it. You're protected by it. But now what do you do? The worst thing you can do is reject what I'm saying right now. And you got something to do tomorrow morning. I understand your rejection if you ain't got nothing to do. I ain't got time to talk to people who do nothing. Well, the anointing is resting will be obvious in this season. You can't run around saying you are anointed and nothing is happening. Let me roll you back. 
Those women came in there dancing and singing. Saul has slayed his thousands. In the anointing on David says, they sing about the tens of thousands. What's the difference? The anointing. A lot of people want a big church with a little anointing. Can't have a big church with a little anointing. You got to have an anointing on your life. That's an ability to do when nobody else can do. That's why the pandemic challenged the anointing on our lives. Our ability to function in a difficult time. Can't fold. It's what I do. Stay with me. The hands of the anointed will bring unusual increase. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize before I say it. But you ain't going to get me to stay in church for 20 years with 10 people. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not anointed to sit there with 10 people for 20 years. I'm not anointed. No, if the anointing is on me, if the hand of God is resting on my life, increase is on God's mind. God never sends the anointing to reduce. The anointing comes on my bank account. My bank account has to respond to the anointing. So it can't stay in the negative and I say I am anointed. No, 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 no. The church can't stay in debt if I'm anointed to with, with wisdom to facilitate finances. The church cannot stay in debt because I'm anointed to facilitate the finances of the church to where I'm not wasteful and it's going to result in debt cancellation. That's an anointing. Especially when I had no one to teach me in my upbringing. My mom, my dad didn't talk about finances. I would have settled for a little church. But I'm anointed to do mega church. I would have been cool with 100, 150 people, but that's not what the anointing is on my life for. You got to know when there's more on you than what you're doing. You got to know, you got to understand, and you get to get around some people that understand what, you're, what you have the potential to do more than those who are hating on you about what you're already doing. All right, all right, all right. The hand of the anointing will bring unusual increase. How can you say that? I've experienced it. I know what I was before. I know what I am now. When the anointing came on me, all of a sudden things begin to shift and change. People didn't know who I was. When the anointing came on me, now people know me I don't know. I can't go anywhere in Birmingham right now or in Atlanta without somebody knowing me. You want to know why? When the anointing comes on you, you can't hide. I said, if you can hide, it's because you don't have it. Because you can't hide when you have it. 
uh, Pastor Gerald Brooks, <laughs> um, when he came to speak, he said he went to get his rental car. When he went to get his rental car, he met somebody at Hearst that knew he was coming here. He said when he got ready to fly out, he said he was in the airport and somebody walked up to him and said, I sure enough enjoyed you while you were at the shift conference. It's impossible to be incognito and you have an anointing on your life. It's impossible to not attract when you have an anointing on your life. It's impossible to be non-productive when you have an anointing on your life. I didn't like crowds. I was a loner. Anybody will tell you who knew me years ago, I didn't, I didn't run with a crowd. I didn't have buddies and all that kind of stuff. I was a loner. Now every time I pick up a mic, thousands of people want to come into my room you want to know why it's what the anointing does see some of y'all criticize me about now because you don't know anything about then and thank you for your criticism it authenticates my anointing because if I quit because you talk then I wouldn't have the anointing but since I take it to another dimension every time you open up your mouth Somebody say, unusual increase. Saul, King Saul has slain his thousands. David, his tens of thousands. That's unusual. What you don't understand is I'm not just preaching to you. I'm releasing in the atmosphere. Either you're going to be a hater like Saul because you're watching it happen. Or it's going to be you that's being hated by Saul's spirits. You make up your mind where you want to be. I said you make up your mind where you want to be. Because you can be the one hating and angry. Or you can be the one that everybody's singing about. See, you got to make a decision. Some of y'all don't understand. And some of y'all have cowered down. And some of y'all have not maximized the expertise of the anointing on your life. Because you're afraid of what they will think. They've been thinking like that long before you got here. They'll think like that long after you leave here. And they're going to always criticize the greatness of God that's on you. You might as well give them something to talk about. See, all the preachers are preaching about the anger of Saul. No, what was the difference that those people were seeing? Because people from the outside see things you don't see on the inside. It didn't matter to David that tens of thousands were, were ascribed to him. But it did matter to Saul if he still just had a house and a car. The anointing will accomplish 10 times as much as the average person. 
the anointing. That's the, see, I understand that the church doesn't go for it because they don't understand it will accomplish 10 times as much as the average person. If you knew it would accomplish 10 times, you would never come in church with an attitude. If you, if you knew it would accomplish 10 times, you would chase it if you had to chase it. Because see, this is what Elisha understood. He understood the anointing on Elijah. I'm willing to chase it because it would accomplish 10 times more. See, if you really do the research on the Elijah and the Elisha, Elijah had done his work, but Elijah done double the work of Elijah. Why? Because the anointing increases on the next generation of the next person. And see, when you chase it, you understand it has more value than where I am right now. And see, what y'all done as a church, you missed it. You trying to go after it and be average. I am not average. I never will be average. I don't want to be average. I chased the anointing because I knew there was something on the inside of me that wasn't average. So if you want me to preach like the last preacher preached, that's average. I am not average. I set the tone for the next day that we're going into because of the anointing on my life I came to shift us, change us pivot us because the anointing is on my life to do that so if you want to be average go to an average church watch an average preacher because I am not average I will do 10 times as much how do you come up with 10 times take 10,000 divided by 10 do your math. All you got to do is do your math. You do your math, you'll see it was 10 times more. And he wasn't, he wasn't even a king yet. You think you got to have the position to do 10 times more? He was just an armor bearer. He was just a commander. He wasn't, he wasn't, no, no, he wasn't a leader. He was just there and the anointing fell on his life and he done 10 times more. And if you understand anything, African American people, God wants to put an anointing on your life so you can do 10 times more. You can cry about yesterday all you want to or you can get yourself together and said Lord pour out your anointing on my life where I do ten times more reason you're not going after it is you've been tricked. You've been hoodwinked because when the anointing shows up, you do ten times more. You're satisfied just having a little bit more than your parents did. But God said you think I'm going to stay average? When the Bible says, under the anointing, I can do 10 times more? You have not having that, you have not experienced the level of anointing that's on my life. Why? Because the Bible opens something else up to me. You think I'm not going to grab it and pull it down? Y'all might as well get ready. They about to file, call the fire department because flames about to come up out of this house because there's such an anointing that has dropped in this house and there's some people who get in the revelation. If I want to increase 10 times more, what I need is the anointing. When you at a disadvantage, you need the anointing. Uh. 
you never hear me complain about my, my color because I'm anointed. That's why you don't hear me complain because I'm anointed. So whatever I get shut out of, I shut up. Now I'm going to become your boss. Now I'm going to live next to you. Now I'm going to live in a high. See, if you start messing with me, all of a sudden I know that I'm supposed to experience 10 times more. And if you on five, I'm going up 10. You're not going to deliver. talking about somebody hurt you leave them grow past them get so anointed that they can't touch you somebody say ten times more so your thinking is going to change when this anointing hits your life because you're going to do ten times more than what you were thinking yesterday I'm going to say it again. You're going to do ten times more than what you were thinking yesterday. He does exceedingly, abundantly, above. Because the anointing on you. When the anointing comes on you, you can't think it with that elementary mind. You can't think it with the average mind. You got to think large. The anointing will accomplish 10 times as much as the average person. Look at your neighbor, tell them, don't be average. See, they got mad at me. Greg, they got mad at me because I wasn't average. They want me to sit down. They want me to settle down. They want me, they want me to be a chicken and I'm an eagle. And I can't sit down, sit around and pluck, pluck, pluck on the ground. My eyes see from above. I soar. Ain't got time for this average stuff. Criticizing, hating on everybody, jealous of everybody. No, baby, you got to rise up. Ain't got time for those hungry, those conversations where you're, you're competing with people that can't compete with the anointing. When the anointing rests on your life, there is no competition. Saul was trying to compete. Now, how do you know? Because he was weighing it out. They're singing about my thousands. And they're not saying, they're saying stuff about his tens of thousands. And there are people in your circle that's competing with you. That's why you got to be anointed. You're all around people who are jealous of your increase already. Ten times more. God always operates in multiplication. Ten times more. Not going to give you what I have. I'm going to give you double what I have. Ten times more. You got to learn another way of counting. Some of y'all better shift out of addition. The anointing is not addition. The anointing is multiplication. You're going to multiply my help. You're going to multiply my finances. You're going to multiply my marriage. You're going to multiply my business. You're going to multiply my church. 
take the lid off. Listen. I walk around all the time. I don't say anything. And I see people arguing over things. I'm like, you arguing over that? That's not even worth an argument over. I always see people playing checkers when God plays chess. It takes more effort to play chess than it does checkers. A baby knows how to play checkers. But some of us kings and queens understand that we're in a bigger game than that. We're moving and we're shifting things. Look. If you stay little, God wasted his anointing. If you stay in the condition you're in right now that you thought was good, God has wasted his anointing on your life. If you're not going to go after it all, God has wasted his anointing on your life. If you're going to keep running with the boys, God has wasted his anointing on your life. If you have retired and you got good health, God has wasted his anointing on your life. You don't stop because you're 65. When you're anointed, you take it to the next dimension. Bishop Jakes was saying that he was talking about, man, I... I'm, I'm 65 now and he was talking to this guy that was much older and, and uh, he said, I'm, I'm 65 now and I, I got to just start getting ready to just settle down just a little bit. And, and the man, uh, this elderly guy looked over at him and said, you're in your prime at 65. You got these guys running around, ain't even a good 60 years old. Huh? I don't know, my, my back, my back. Put some anointing on your back and let's get this thing done. You don't, you don't know what I'm going through. Get some anointing and conquer what you're going through. See, when the anointing comes on you, you don't look like what you're going through. You don't wear what you're going through. Because what you're going through was defeated. That's why you came to church. That's why you're streaming in. You had enough anointing to open up your phone and look at this service. You had enough anointing to come on this campus and come into this service and worship the Lord your God. You have enough anointing on your life to defeat any devil that comes against your life. I was sitting there one day and I was trying to make excuses and the Holy Spirit said, you're anointed. So I shut my mouth and started thinking. I'm anointed to think. So you ain't gonna, you're not going to be able to get a conspiracy that'll take me out because I'm anointed to think. After I get done praying, I create an atmosphere. I'm a thinker. I'll think my way out of any problem. I'll think my way out of any any catastrophic event I get more out of damaged places than I do out of smooth places why because I'm a thinker the best comes out of me when I'm in trouble I'm a thinker what do I do if it's coming if the flood is coming what do I do do I get oh my god do I put do I get sandbags or do I get my surfboard I said when the floods come do I get my sandbag or do I get my surfboard? Well, I'm that kind of boy that's anointed. I'm going to get my surfboard. I'm about to ride away, baby. I've never been on before. 
get out my surfboard. Nobody's done this before. Nobody's rode it that high. Nobody's been that skill. It's because of the anointed. Nobody can shift these people in Birmingham. I'm anointed to shift the people in Birmingham and step over into a ladder and say, let's go. Next time they try to say you don't have an anointing, you just turn around and say, look what the Lord has done. Because everything around you speaks to the anointing on your life. They said, well, you think too much. That's what God taught me to do through the anointing. After I got through enjoying worship, all of a sudden my mind opened up. I wasn't thinking about the damaged five-year-old. I wasn't thinking about the rape 12-year-old. I wasn't thinking about who abandoned me. All of a sudden in worship, the anointing comes on your life. And you can think beyond the bondage of your past. Because when the anointing shows, up he doesn't come to give you information that you already have he comes to give you information about where you're going I never could have gotten out of my past without the anointing I never could have overcome the betrayal without the anointing I never could have overcome all the negative things they were saying and I felt like I was a good man. But it's not for them to know whether I'm a good man or not. They just better know that I'm anointed. Somebody shout in the atmosphere, I'm anointed. The only reason you hadn't quit is because you're anointed. Now you got to learn how to use your anointing. Not just in prayer, not just in worship, but use your anointing to take over. That's what that anointing is for. I need to I need to quit and I'm gonna give you this last one Saul becomes concerned and when Saul becomes concerned because of what the anointing is producing in David's life Saul becomes concerned and when he becomes concerned he says it he says it out of his own mouth that what more can he have but the kingdom my last point, skipping one point, your position. Put it this way. You need to realize the anointing on your life is for you to take over. Saul, your enemy, your opposition realizes that you're anointed to take over. What did he do? He came and he took over the kingdom. The reason your haters are raging like they, like they are is because you're so anointed. You have so much of the grace of God on your life. They may not say it to you, but they believe that you're here to take over. So I'm going to bring division against them. I'm going to have them bickering against one another. I'm going to have them fighting against one another. I'm going to have them with the crab mentality. I'm going to make sure I got some chaos and some strife always going on. Because if they ever realize that they are anointed, if they ever realize I put them in the earth to 
to take over, they will stop working for and start getting ownership. That's why I like to get around my friend because he rehearses what a black man can do if he just focuses himself, if he just thinks and get a strategy, if he understands that he's a part of the same tribe. Tribe don't fight tribe. From the position of the anointing, you will realize you're going to take over. You think God brought me from that trailer, from Bradford, put me way out here, sent me to Atlanta for me to come and settle and be average? My experiences says that I'm not average. Why in the world... What I try to be average when all my experiences says I'm not average. The way hell has been coming against your life and you think you're average while everybody else was moving past you and you think you're average and the devil was at your front door every morning and you think you're average. The devil don't spend time on people who are average. to stop if you were average you wouldn't be hearing me today I'm gonna say it again if you were average you may think you just planned it no if you were average you would not be hearing me today now if you're tired of the fight I'm not talking to you because there's gonna be a fight when you're anointed there's gonna be some stuff thrown at you when you're anointed but you got to know the anointing on your life has the ability not just to move you forward, but to protect you in the day of your adversity. I hadn't told all my story, but it hasn't been easy, but we have been anointed. Because what be on me, be on my wife. What be on me and my wife, be on my daughter. And we're going to make it because we anointed. And why they fighting where we was. Because they don't have a clue where we're going. I want to make an announcement to you. They know you're going to take over. But they don't know how much you're going to take over. They know you're going to possess. But they don't know how much you're going to possess. They've given enough room for you to do something. But you got to, do, you got to get it in your mind. I'm going to learn. I'm going to get a strategy. And I'm not going to stop taking over until God calls me home. Keep taking over and keep taking over and keep taking. You're anointed. The, the anointing only came on your life because somebody else was disqualified. Years ago, may have been right after we moved into this building. I was in this sanctuary praying and the Holy Spirit told me that you weren't my first choice. So I understood exactly what he was saying. If you don't do what I want you to do, I can get me somebody else. Just like I anointed Saul for a period of time. 
then I remove my anointing from Saul and I put it on you. So I'm able to take it off of you and put it on somebody else. That's why David was crying out, don't let your Holy Spirit depart from me. Don't let your anointing leave me. Because I will look really bad if your anointing ever left me as far as I'm out there now. I'm telling you, every one of you under the sound of my voice, you're too far out there to lose the anointing. You got to work it. You got to become familiar with it. You got to be okay with how the anointing stimulates your thinking. It may not be for everybody, but it is for somebody. So the way he stimulates your thinking, the way he calls creativity to come out of you, the way you approach certain things, that's what the anointing stimulates. So don't start rejecting who the anointing made you to be. I am the original Stephen A. Davis. I am not ashamed of it. I am the one. And you need to put it in the atmosphere. If you know God has something resting on your life that's unique and unusual, you are the one. That's what all that is about. And the reason you didn't commit suicide is because the anointing kept you. Because God's not going to let you go over a cliff when he got a mountain he wants to place you on. I was yesterday I was telling my wife I said there's a huge gap around my age where I don't see any major many great men of God between that age of like 52 up to about 60 so you have these guys who were in their 40s late 30s that are all over TBN and all over those places and then you have these who are landing the plane. You have these Bishop Jakes. You have these George Myers. You have these, these people in the 70s and 80s. And I said, God, what, what happened? Think about it. What, those of you who know the kingdom of God, what happened right in there? So I start to think about some who were right around my age that are no longer here. I won't call their names because everybody listens to me and I don't want that to get out. I said, what happened? He said there was a mismanagement of the opportunity to receive the anointing. So right there, you do your research because I don't know. And I watch a lot of Christian television. A lot. Of, I don't know that many around my age that's doing great business, great ministry. And you do both. What happened? God, you don't have to worry about me. I'm going to use these next 10 to 15 years well. I'm older, but I'm wiser. I said, God, I got some good years I'm going to give to you. I got some good years you're going to anoint. I got some good years. We're going to open up schools and open up businesses and we're going to do all kind of stuff and we're not going to limit it just to one city. Yeah, my age gives me the wisdom to open up Birmingham and not get involved in things that have nothing to do with God's kingdom. I'm telling you, you're on the crust of something so great and you're so anointed 
that you don't understand the battle wasn't about you. It was about what's on you. Everybody stand. I want to pray for you. Father, every message that I have preached has been for the audience who heard me and are hearing me. Father, what you use me to say, you are all. Hey, if you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.